Hi, Dave. Hello. We Hi, can Dave. we can hear you. Okay, great. Um, my plan is to do a fuzzy C-means um, clustering algorithm on some spectral data. Um, a colleague of mine has been collecting. He has a spectrograph running in his backyard. He's watching a spot of lawn. He has been for the past year collecting samples about every 10 minutes. And the idea, and each one of these samples, by the way, has about 3,600 uh, features associated with it of the different uh, intensities. Um, so what we'd like to do is learn, if it's possible, um, to know a spot so well that you can determine um, if something has changed on the spot just because you know it well enough, not that some event has happened. Um, and this could have um, implications for uh, you know, permit, per persistent remote sensing, um, change detection, that type of thing. But it's very compute intensive, um, and there's probably 380 megabytes or so for the whole year's worth of data. Um, so anyway, the challenges are going to be uh, the amount of memory available and texture memory and how to deal with that, and then also checking for convergence. But I think that the uh, fuzzy C-means algorithm um, is a good choice for CUDA. So that's the plan. All right. Sounds great. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. See you. Bye. Let's see. All right, ready for the next. Okay, uh, F. Paul, All right. Hi. Hi, uh, this is Fernando Paul. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, uh, there's a little bit of, of a delay here, but I'll just go on. Yeah, maybe turn down the volume on your Skype. Of the web stream. Of the web stream, yes. Actually, yeah, so I'm sorry, maybe I gave the wrong instructions. Turn up the volume on Skype, turn down the volume on the web stream. Nick, maybe you okay, because I'm using um, a headset, so... Okay. <coughs> so go ahead. Okay, so I'm a distance student in the extension school. And I also work on large-scale web development here in Silicon Valley. So my project is about language processing, and the motivation is that because of the democratic nature of the web, language processing has become of the, one of the fundamental capabilities that web companies need to have today. Um, so first, because once you put a product live on the web, um, and because of the inflow of user-generated content, one can no longer assume that the content that you will receive is going to be in English, right? And just a quick factual data um, that I found here, by January this year, the global internet audience surpassed one billion, and with the majority of the users coming from the Asia-Pacific region, so um, really with Chinese uh, outranking uh, English as the most used language on the, on the web. 
So um, some examples of language services that, that are interesting and that companies need to, to have are things like language detection, um, machine translation, transliteration. And the idea here is to really have a framework that would allow you to add some of these services without having to incur in the huge set of costs that many of the technologies that we use today uh, for those services require. Uh, most of the, the, the software that, that is available today for NLP is you know, very specialized in one of these services, and there is no encompassing framework that allows you to do all of those in, in just one place. And the, there is a huge cost in the training phase. Um, because of the large amount of data that you need to train your NLP algorithms, there is that the, 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 the training phase is, is, is usually really long. So just you know, something like the machine translation service from Google uses you know, terabytes of data and might take you know, really, really long. So wouldn't it be nice to have a framework that would allow you to you know, have one uh, infrastructure already set up and allow you to go and train new algorithms and you know, out of that data you extract your libraries and your tools? So that's the idea. I'd call it the Babel Grid, and I have chosen the language, language detection as the first service to try out uh, this uh, new framework. So the way it's gonna work is, first I need to, to identify good linguistic data, so essentially you know, large chunks of text that I know that are in a given language, and then pick a good algorithm for the training phase, and then use the Hadoop cluster to generate the trained data sets that would be used by a library, that would then be used in an application um, for language detection. So there is the, the training phase, and there is a generation of the library. And the, the final application would be you know, just a small Java applet, or you know, any you know, small Java application that now, given a small piece of text, we tell you the language of that text. And the target is to do that for at least 10 languages, but you know, as many languages uh, as um, you know, I can find good linguistic data uh, for them. So that's the idea. Okay, sounds great. All right, thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you. Okay. All right. <coughs> Who's next? So maybe while we're waiting, um, oh. hi. Hi, professor. Can you hear me? Can you give me a thumbs up? Yeah, thumbs up. Okay, okay. <laughs> let me just mute my volume here. Sorry about that. Um, my name is Kunal uh, Patel. I'm from Toronto, Canada. 
and I'm an extension, uh, I'm an extension student. It's my first semester. I am working on uh, a distributed parallel ray tracer using MPI and maybe hopefully CUDA in some sense also, but that's uh, maybe more on, on that later. Um, my basic goal of my, my project is to get a very simple basic ray tracer with features such as uh, uh, spheres, uh, reflection, some um, ambient and diffuse shading. And basically um, the point that I'm, the reason I'm using MPI is I want to look at different uh, the, the different distribution load um, scenarios, how, how best we could distribute the work across different uh, slave nodes on, 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 on the cluster. So the three paradigms that I'm, I'm going to be exploring is basically a no, a no distribution load, which is similar to what we did in assignment four, where basically we our uh, nodes equally distributed the work to them. Uh, the second of uh, the second uh, one th th that the, the no load balancing obviously is the, the worst case of the three that I'm exploring. Uh, the second option is uh, basically uh, one with load balancing, static load balancing, um, and then the last one, which is adaptive dynamic load balancing, which uh, basically uh, allocates um, more more work and more tasks to the faster CPUs, the fast the, the faster machines on the on the cluster. Basically, it, um, you know, it, it utilizes idle, uh, otherwise idle tab, uh, idle, idle nodes. Um, beyond that, uh, that's the MPI aspect of my assignment. Beyond that, if I can actually parallelize the actual rendering um, of the of the ray tracer using CUDA, um, that will be my secondary goal. That's it. Thank you. All right, great. Thanks. Okay. So uh, while we're waiting, I was going to say we have, um, so there is no class on Wednesday because of Veterans Day. And then next Monday is the exam. So we're not going to have class so that, you know, if you can't make any, any other two hour period, at least you should be able to take the exam during class time. Um, but then we have these two project labs. And I just, previously I had mentioned, maybe we'll just make those office hours, but it occurred to me would it be beneficial for you guys to just meet and have everybody in a room and sort of talk about the issues in the projects or what do you guys want to do with that time? I'm looking for suggestions. What would be helpful for the final projects? Or you just want to be left alone and work work on the projects? I mean... I think, I think it's probably better if, like, um, personally, you just yeah. uh, arrange office yeah. hours. Yeah, and also maybe some people need more help than others. Right, actually, that's true. So the idea of office hours still, still the best idea we have. Okay, that works. I should mention that there is not a whole lot of time for final projects. So even though it seems like it, um, you know, December fourth is coming around very quickly. So uh, please start projects now. Yeah. Uh, one person Skype is asking if there's any flexibility in that due date. Um. Unfortunately not. I mean, for actually, well, you know, plus minus a day doesn't matter, I suppose, uh, if, it, if it's required and if there's a good reason, like if somebody's traveling. But the problem is we need to have time to grade them, and the grades are due very soon after that. So, you know, we can't really delay that. Otherwise, we don't have enough time for grading them. So the answer is no. Unless, you know, of course, if there is some circumstances where you need another day or so, that's fine. So that means really scale your projects accordingly.
don't bite off too much. And we try to scale that in our project feedback, but you know, please be aware of that. And if you have to readjust your, your project, just let us know. Is there another person on Skype or? Yes, but he said his boss walked into his office. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Anybody else? Is, is he the last one or? So then let me just talk really briefly about the final project presentations, because I noticed that basically that will be the next time we'll, we'll see each other. Um, so the projects are due on December 4th, and then the following week, both on Monday and on Wednesday, we have final project presentations. And so um, I have to do the math real quick in my, in my office later, but we'll give you a certain amount of time per project presentation. And what worked out really well in other classes uh, I taught is that you guys create a screencast. So, you know, there's all this screencasting software that you can download and you can get free trial versions of that. We have, you know, some pointers of what software you can use for the different platforms. But essentially, you basically create either a presentation or ideally some form of a demo um, on your computer that you then capture and either talk over it when you're here in class, or if you can't make it to class, actually capture it with sound so that we can play it back here in class. So that's worked really well in the past, and I think um, you know, that should be relatively easy. Yeah? Uh, two questions about the exam. Um, yeah. One is, uh, what, what's the timeline for the when it's available and when to submit it? Um, so it will be available Monday, um, you know, probably, let's say, noon. Whenever, whenever we get around to making it online, I guess noon would be fine. Monday at noon, uh, till Wednesday at noon. That's the plan. So if anybody has an issue with that time window because of travel or anything else, uh, by all means, let us know. And is that a continue? You just have to do a continuous two hours, or can you split up your two hours? No, you cannot split up your two hours. You, that's. I like the placement tests online. It's like the... It's like a placement test thing. It's online. You I've never taken a test online. I don't know what they're like. Oh. But we have this nice software that basically it's a web-based thing and oh. you log in with your Harvard ID. That's why I want you to test the mock exam this week so you get the full experience. Uh, in particular, you know, those who don't have a Harvard ID, you, you just want to make sure you can log in and then um, basically there is a timer that takes down the two hours. And then the questions are all text-based, obviously. So you just enter your text to the answers. That sounds like the same thing. Like the same software. Yeah. I just want to say, I talked to Naomi yesterday, yeah. and she said she doesn't have any XIDs. So if there's anyone here that doesn't have an HOID, we need to get there. Right. So, right. so in particular, I guess the MIT students and other people may not have a uh, both HUIDs work, work, right? The Harvard Extension School and the FAS IDs, right? But anybody who doesn't have a Harvard ID needs what's known as an XID, which is sort of a temporary Harvard ID. Um, and there's an online form, right, that they can fill out. Um, so that's why we want you to go through this process now. So if you don't have an XID yet, actually they should have one if they ever watch the videos, right? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
So if you don't have an HUID, maybe it's best if we have them contact you directly. Sure. So um, send an email to Gabe. Do you do we know your email? Actually, we don't. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll put that on the blog so you can send him an email. And then just make sure you can log in. Yeah? Uh, what does the exam cover exactly? So yes, very good question. Uh, the exam covers anything we covered in class. So in preparation for the exam, I, I mean, if you've come to class all the time, you shouldn't have to worry about it. But, you know, um, for those of you who haven't watched all the lectures yet, I highly encourage you to watch all the lectures. Um, there will be questions from things that were covered in class. We're not trying to make it hard, but we certainly want to cover the material that was covered in class. And it's not going to be, you know, questions of the form that you can look up online, obviously. So it's going to be questions where you have to use some brain power to, to answer them. But it's all the material we covered in class and in the homeworks, obviously. So. Is it the guest lectures as well? Like yes, guest lectures as well. Yeah? So they're all essay type questions. Um, they're not supposed to be very long and we really would like you to answer in bullet points because we don't want to read the great American novel <laughs> when we grade them. So, but there, there will be no multiple choice question. It will all be sort of longer answer type questions. And yeah, so you know, if you start your two hours, it simply won't be possible for you to go back and watch a 90-minute lecture video and still answer all the questions. So that's why I'm saying, if you haven't seen the lectures or if you haven't come to lecture very often or uh, for whatever reason, go back and watch the lecture videos of the lectures that you missed. So it's probably a good idea to do that this week. Any other questions? Is there any, uh, any progress on the Skype call or...? Uh, or me basically. No, the, the one guy disappeared, so. Okay, so for the online students, uh, you know, apologize we couldn't actually cover your topics, but we'll actually put all of the project uh, titles at least on a list so that everybody can see what other people are working on. Okay, any other questions? All right, so this will be a pretty long break for us before we see each other again, um, and um, you know, obviously I'm here. If you want to see me personally, just send me an email. If you want to make an appointment for office hours with the TFs, you know the email. So just uh, please stay in touch if you run into trouble. And best of luck with the final projects. All right. See you later.